but welcome everybody to another edition of the Aces on Bases podcast. It's been a hot minute since we've put out an episode, so we've got a lot to talk about, but as always, we're going to end up getting derailed. So without further ado, let's get this shit started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and there's a bunch of us this time. It's myself, Blue Jays Memes, we're joined by Detmers, Noah, Lewis, and Tyler, so there's five of us this time. It's a full show. I think we're just missing Michelle right now, but he's he's in bed because of the time zone difference. And just very quickly, I do want to say a quick thank you once again to Jolly Olive for being our guest on the last podcast. He has an open invite to come back whenever he wants. We had a fun time with Jolly. You can check that out on most major podcasts and platforms. We are available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, and of course, Podbean, acesonbases.podbean.com. You can find us on Twitter at Aces on Basis. And, and for those of you that want to help support the show, we do have a new merch site now available. We've got t-shirts, mugs, and hats that you can buy. Go to shop.spreadshirt.ca slash Aces on Basis. For the next two weeks, that's until July the 5th, you can get 15% off of all orders because it is a newly launched store. Once again, that's shop.spreadshirt.com slash Aces on Basis. But it's been a long time since we've done a show, so you wanted to talk some Danny Jansen, Detmers? Yeah, Danny Jansen and Randall Grichik, two of the worst hitters on the planet. Guys, and a lot of loves. Okay, guys, uh, guys, can we please? I just want to start off with an open letter to Blue Jays fans. Can we please stop Chick just because he's on our team? He is not no. good. I I would also like to write an open letter to Blue Jays fans and say, stop asking for John Gibbons back as manager. He's not going to be any fucking better than Charlie Montoyo. I have thoughts on Montoyo. I have, I have real thoughts. Yeah, go for it. Go, go, Noah. Okay. Most, half of the job, well, most of the job is behind the scenes in the clubhouse, handling the clubhouse, handling the locker room. I think that's where Montoyo's good. I think that's why we brought him in while we were rebuilding. Strategically, He's not good, okay? I mean, it's no secret that Ireland, he makes all the lineups, I think, but his bullpen management is horrendous. So, like, that's pretty much what I have to say about though. Like, he's underrated a bit because no one values how he handles the clubhouse, but, yeah, he's still not good strategically. But still, I think people overreact on how horrendous he is. So I was actually just having this conversation while I was out for my walk. Full disclosure, I was on a phone call with a with a buddy of mine. So shout out shout out to Bill. But we were actually having this this discussion while I was out for my walk before we recorded this podcast tonight. And we were saying if Gibbons comes back to the Blue Jays, we think it should be in a bench coach role. Cause we think we think Charlie has the patience as a manager to deal with with the younger players and help them grow and develop. But obviously one of the biggest complaints about Charlie that everyone's been saying on Twitter recently, besides the bullpen management is the fact that he doesn't seem to stick up for his guys. He, he's not going to go out there and get into arguments with umps and get tossed. So we were thinking it would be an interesting idea to have Charlie as the manager. And then that way, Charlie can focus on the patience and, and developing the younger players. And then if you have John Gibbons as the bench coach, you can have Gibby be the guy that goes out there, argues balls and strikes with the ump and gets tossed out of the game, sticking up for his team. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. <laughs> Just the guy they have reserved for when you <laughs> get rejected. Exactly. No, 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 he comes out from the dugout as soon as Manoa gets ejected with a bottle of scotch and a measuring tape. Just ready to wreak havoc upon the field. Just like I, when they inspect Tyler Chatwood for foreign substances. <laughs> Um, just comes out with a vat, like a vat of spider tech, 
and just like <laughs> you, puts it on the umpire's face like sunscreen <laughs> and sets off into the sunset and goes into the broadcast booth, <laughs> takes Buck out of the chair <laughs> and starts saying in C-ball hitball for the wonderful listeners of 590 AM Toronto. Well, that's something. And I mean, with, with that, you could also have the uh, the beautiful Gibby quotes to go along with that once he takes over the broadcast booth. Oh my God. I got to find that one again. Give me a minute. It, it, it's my favorite one. How about the, uh, the ageless John Axford signing? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was kind of shocked by that, but I'm not upset by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already better than Chatwood, and he hasn't pitched in six years, so I think we're off to a good I, start there. I, I, I do have to. No, I, I do have to say that I'm a little shocked that they haven't gone out yet and tried to re-sign Francisco Liriano. I know he had an invite to spring training this year and we sort of let him go because we weren't going to have him on the main roster to start the season or sorry, on the major league roster to start the season. But I'm a little surprised that they haven't reached out to him at this point again. Like, I don't I don't remember him being that bad in spring training this year and he's still a free agent. So I'm a little shocked they went to Axford before they tried to get Lariano back, but I'm I'm happy for John. He's a good guy, and I, I I'm looking forward to having him back in a Jays uniform. Well, you know, as John Gibbons says, <laughs> if you don't change direction, you end up where you're headed. So you know that has to do with anything and nothing, and it applies to everything and nothing. So yeah. And do you well, do you do you want to just post uh, uh the link? Here's the thing, do you, Detmers. Do you want to just post the link to that Gibby quote site in the chat so I can I can read the URL to all of our fine listeners so they can know where to go to find more fine Gibby quotes. <laughs> so it's azquotes.com slash author slash six five one four five dash John underscore Gibbons, or just look well, for I quotes by John Gibbons, John Gibbons on AZ quotes. It's no, I think they got some of it wrong because there's no way that John Gibbons said this. We have seen dog tired members of Congress marching lockstep ahead with their eyes fixed on the end of the hundred days of the 1995 Republican contract with America reform efforts. Many of the changes brought, wrought by the House were passed without the benefit of single hearing or at best with a minimal legislative record. Is this what Jefferson and Madison had in mind when they took a whiff of my Tom Ford cologne that was shared by me and Josh Donaldson? That, that's a that's a, that's a pure John Gibbons quote it was it was Sid it was Sid in his cameo video to Billy Chili on Twitter that is a quote right there <laughs> yeah interesting a lot of layers that fires up the squad nothing nothing fires up the squad like talking about the fucking forefathers of the, the founding fathers of the United States <laughs> <laughs> That's actually yeah. how Chris Colabello hit so well in 2015 was the John Gibbons political quote. Uh, that's, that's, that's what had Reese that's, that's McGuire all too happy that one day. <laughs> that fateful day in the Dollar Tree parking lot. <laughs> oh, well, poor. If anyone has been paying attention to Blue Jays memes, Twitter. We know it's his second job to make Reese McGuire jokes. I have no so idea what you're. That that doesn't sound like me at yes, all, Noah. Reese <laughs> yes, who is that? Reese McGuire is the fine. The yeah, Reese McGuire is the fine backup catcher that's been pretty much made the the pri- primary catcher due to injuries of the 2021 Toronto Blue Jays. Ah. He's a he's a good guy. He he likes. What is he notable for? Um, I. Yes. What are we? What, what what's he special for? Like, is is he good at knowing what time it is? Is this is? <laughs> I heard he has really good hands. So. Alrighty, guys, I gotta go. So. All right, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to Lewis. I think that's who's leaving us. Hey, you know when later. duty calls, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, is that is that what's going on, uh, Lewis? Lewis is Lewis is leaving us to play Call of Duty. 
<laughs> no, yeah. I was actually playing a bit of MLB The Show while we were waiting for you. <laughs> I just threw a one-hitter with Quinn Priester, so I, I should hop on the pod and just play MLB The Show all the time. <laughs> all righty. See you later, guys. All right. See you, Lewis. See you, Lewis. Yeah, so, so Reese McGuire, he's, he's known as a doubles machine. He is... He he has been hitting a lot of doubles lately for the for the Toronto Blue Jays, and I believe that's what he is most notable for. Is that his? Does he have like a pregame regimen, or does he have like a pregame? I mean, everyone everyone I think has a pregame regimen, right? Like some people listen to music, some people like to uh, you know get some extra workout in. Some Darn, people like, like to jack off in a Dollar Tree parking lot. I don't know. Like, just... <laughs> there's like just... The <laughs> you know, he's just... He had to... Sometimes he just likes to have extra time with Reese's Pieces. It, I, it, it, it's just, you know, he's he's notable for a few things, I think. Yeah, I, I love the tweet that I made, which was the Reese McGuire tops now card art. That was that was golden of me. That Probably was one of that was best. insane. I mean, I I would yeah, agree, but I didn't. I never saw that tweet. You gotta go see it. You gotta go back here. I'm gonna send this in the chat. Absolutely ruthless. One of my favorites of all time that I've tweeted. Not one of my best in terms of numbers, but it should have got numbers. That was too good. Yeah, it, it deserved <laughs> it. I, I you know, it's one of those that I, I feel like deserved it 100. percent Did you get it? In the in the back of the cop car. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to put I wanted to put the card over it that so it said Reese McGuire catcher it was four for five against the Baltimore Orioles and then that with the what, that's the photo in the background. <laughs> this has been a very interesting. You know what? You know what? This should really, this should really be the back of the card, and then on on the left hand side is where you can have like all of his stats and stuff. <laughs> the front of the card is just like Reese either catching or at the plate, ready to hit, and then the back of the card is this picture. <laughs> stats. <laughs> and for those listeners that don't know what we're talking about, go on. No Doubt Detmers Twitter, simply at No Doubt Detmers. And one of his tweets, you'll know, you'll know what it is when you'll see it. Yeah. (laughs) It's a classic. I keep my tweets very PG. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, completely PG. (laughs) Oh, no, I do. Trust me, go back and look. But uh, the the, the subtle, the subtleness of this one (laughs) makes it golden. But I mean, realistically, Reese has has been doing better lately. Riley Adams, on the other hand, is is not not doing that well. Danny Danny Jansen wasn't Danny Jansen wasn't doing good before he got injured. So once injuries clear up, what do you think the Jays catcher situation is going to be? Because personally, I think it's going to be Kirk and, and Reese rather than Kirk and Jansen. To be honest with you, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I just think there's insane pressure on both McGuire and Adams. And, like, to be honest with you, you have to feel some sort of sympathy with McGuire, even though, you know, what happened was kind of wrong. He's always going to be, well, not kind of wrong, was was out of out of whack. <laughs> that was un, that was an unintentional pun. Um, that was that was pretty good. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. Um, that was great. Subtle. I'm gonna. That, that's some weekend update type of stuff. All right, but like even though, even though that was you know, definitely, it's not positive. He's always gonna get looked at for that one thing, right? And he's public opinion will never change, and he's always gonna be known for that action, right? And he's being forced to live a normal life. Well, not necessarily normal because he's an MLB catcher. But he's forced to kind of ignore all that and to continue to play regardless of what the people around him think of him. And that's pressure. And then you have Riley Adams, who played well in his first game. He's a rookie. He hasn't been up yet. He's in a league where pitchers are completely dominating. He's played teams other than the Orioles. 
that are twice our stature. He's played the White Sox. He's played the Yankees. Who else have we played? The and the Red Sox. Red Sox. Um, somehow they've been good this season. He's been playing great teams that that are that know how to pitch a rookie that can exactly turn on balls. A guy that that's only real. To and I I, I I think he was. I think Adams was up during the White Sox series as well. Yeah, that was where Adams got his first hit. No. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah that double off the wall. What's left? But like he he has not been great. He hasn't gotten a hit since then. I think. <laughs> you know what? That's probably you're probably right. <laughs> but the catching situation is really dire at the moment in the major leagues. Like Moreno is. Oh my lord! I don't. I, I when did he become this good? Is he? I mean, he's been insane. He's always been pretty good, but this series just. I mean, hitting Vlad type numbers in Double A, it's crazy. Didn't they have him at third base the other day? Yeah, Yeah. they did. And short at some point. I think he was. No, he was signed as a shortstop. He was signed as a shortstop. Do you trade Kirk at this point? No. No, fuck no. I I'm not trading Kirk. If anything, I'm trying to get rid of Jansen. I think you sell high. Nobody wants Jansen. (laughs) Yeah, no, no one wants Jansen. When you see. I mean, the Orioles probably do because it's probably no still better than what Jansen. they have. No, people want Jansen. <laughs> no, tons of teams would take Jansen. Trust me, you, you, you're you're underrating his defensive value because that's when you're a catcher. That's seventy-five to eighty percent of it, right? But when you have a catcher that does it all, that makes it so much more appealing. A lot of guys were putting Moreno recently on the same plane as Rutschman. Like big scouts and big prospect guys are putting him on the same wavelength as. Adley Rutschman and Francisco Alvarez of the Mets. And I think that if you're able to sell high on Moreno now, seeing the prices for Dolan Arenados and the Blake... Well, Blake Snell kind of warranted quite a hefty return, which the Rays sadly won that trade. Diamu Rays. Rays have never lost a trade. No, they've lost trades. Uh, They've definitely lost trades, but not that one. You know... You could probably get quite a lot out of Gabriel Moreno. And the Pirates fans saying, oh, Rich Rod for Moreno straight up are completely out of their mind. Well, every every fan base is going to have those ridiculous fans that go that come up with the most ridiculous straight up trade scenarios. Now let's talk about the bullpen. Because the bullpen, we haven't, the last time we talked, the bullpen hadn't imploded yet. And it seems right now the only two relievers that have been consistent are Romano and Piamps. Oh my god, Piamps propaganda is back. <laughs> you you think we've come back and not spread Piamps propaganda? It's, it's never stopped. It, it hasn't stopped because he hasn't stopped. And he hasn't stopped being good. Exactly. It, it, he's about to hit 30 innings and he hasn't wavered. In fact, he's gotten better. Yeah, and here's the thing. like Other than Romano and Piamps, like... Guys have shown flashes. Chatwood's inconsistent. Like, he'll have, he, his last three outings, he's looked really good. But then you never know with them. He could all of a sudden walk a million guys. Castro has imploded recently, but he's still not as bad as he's been doing recently. Thornton's imploded. Like, everyone's done badly, except for well, Romano. Thornton's been bad. Like, there, there's very few guys that you can say have been consistently bad. I believe that Thornton's in that kind of category. Well, Thornton has been used wrong. Like, he's really an innings eater, like a, like a glorified Sam Gavilio, who's better, but, like, should not be used in close games. I, I, listen, um, I think Piamps is probably just a, a pitch type of pitcher that we don't exactly have. He's just a master of what he does, you know? He's just a guy. He does his job. He does his job very well. You know, three to four pitches, depending on how you classify his fastball. Because at times his fastball can have a lot more sink to it. Sometimes he's classified as a sinker. If you classify it as a sinker, that means he has four pitches. And these four pitches are, are, are usable. They're all usable. And he's able to craft himself out of jams. Like his, his savant page is quite impressive. You know, uh, like, it, it's all red, which is exactly what you want to see on a Savant page. A, whereas if you turn it to a guy like Trent Thornton, which I'm about to do, you're going to see a lot of blue, a lot of cold on that page because he isn't good. And there's nothing to support him being up in the major leagues right now other than his contract status, his stamina type of stuff and whatnot. Because yeah, uh, he's a, a mop up guy, essentially. Yeah, he's he's a mop up, but at the same time, Nick Allegaier, uh, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name. I'll probably do my best. 
Yeah, Alligator. We'll just call him Alligator from now. Nick Alligator, he would probably fare better because I'm sure 10th percentile exit, average exit velo, 9th percentile max exit velo, 3% hard hit percentage, 15% XWOBA, 16th percentile XERA, 24th percentile XBA. Like, can it get any worse? Can it? Like, the only thing that he's really doing okay in is probably a fastball and curve spin, but I'd probably bet my life savings this guy has a tub of spider tack in his in his locker. So, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's not been too bad, but, you know, when we need him, he seems to be doing badly. And when he does do well, it's by fluke. He's, he's, let me just check his, his bab up against. I don't even know where to find that anymore. But I think I remember seeing it. He's being he's he's getting all the luck at the current moment. His XERA is five point two zero. His current ERA is three point eight nine. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what to say. Listen, he's he's. I think it's over. It's overhand. He's a serviceable guy, but he can't be. He's because of everyone's struggles right now. Most of the guys' struggles. He's been pushed into like mid-leverage situations where he's really a guy that, like in a seven-one game, can go two, three innings and just give up like one run, one, two runs in those three, but be like a serviceable guy. But other than Thornton and other than Piams and Romana, like guys have been struggling. Chatwood has been inconsistent. Injuries have killed everything. And they did the Jays did made some moves, which we should get into. Burns, which is all right. Dude, they traded um a prospect who I forget his name. Who? Tyson Miller. Yeah, yeah, Miller. Yeah. He he hasn't made it above Double A. He's been struggling in High A. So it's pretty much he, a, uh, he, he posted up like a seven point two or something nuts like that. But at the same time, like if you look at it, if look at Barnes casually on the on the stats that mean nothing, he's got a six point two ERA, still carrying a one point two eight six WHIP, which is respectable, right? You break it down a little further. You realize that his FIP is 6.22. Oh no, his FIP is bad. But no, his ex-FIP is actually great. He, he his, his ratios are actually quite good. There, yeah. He's just a guy hitting a tough patch. I'm not saying this. I promised you guys I'm not saying this because I have an autograph from this guy. But he's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, he's been unlucky. He's not great. But he's not as bad. He's been unlucky this year. He's probably his numbers are. He's really realistically like a high four ERA guy. But for trading a prospect that's pretty much zero worth and considering the state of the bullpen, it's exactly what we need in the middle of June with our current state. And also, he was an all right reliever in yeah. 2020. The 5.50 ERA doesn't tell the story. He was an all right reliever. He has not really been all the same. But he's he's not been as insufferable as Mets fans make him out to be. Uh, he, like he, some of our pitchers can tend to be way worse. Uh, yeah, the Mets know. fans haven't watched Jeremy Beasley. I don't think oh, so. Yeah, the, the hot starts. The hot starts have really cushioned our players because Tyler Chatwood was off to a start and a half. Like people wanted him to go diamond in MLB the Show, which would have been quite quite the thing. He, I think he 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 had a sub zero point five year rate. He was absolutely like probably he, one of the best believers. You know what that takes for it to rise from like zero point five two to like four point three two? Being very bad. He he he's been rocked into oblivion, but his FIP is still okay. He's his ratios are still okay. He's he just walking more guys. Everybody, yeah. Here's he, the thing. With Chatwood, it's that he went on a stretch where he was maybe the best reliever, not the best reliever, but a top 10 reliever. One of the better relievers in baseball for a certain stretch. That means, Mon- I think Montoyo's mistake here was believing in him. And I don't want to sound cynical, but he- we all know that Chatwood Chatwood is not one of the better relievers in baseball. I think he's a serviceable, passable. I wouldn't even call him an average reliever right now. <laughs> I would call him currently an above-average reliever. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far at the moment. An average reliever, above <laughs> replacement. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I would not. I would not go that far right now. With how Chatwood's pitched the last month and a half, I would. I would not go that far. Here's the thing: putting that much trust in a guy named Tyler Chatwood. Like I don't even know what word to use at this point because I'm just going to get contested on it. It is a little bit ambitious and shouldn't be happening. 
we shouldn't be trusting him that heavily in high leverage situations. And with guys like, it's hilarious when you see him put Chatwood into the game. It's like, oh great, you got the three guys in the lineup that have the best plate discipline up against Tyler Chatwood. Like he's just he's put into situations that are impossible to succeed. And no, I'm not saying it's entirely Montoya's fault. It's also his fault for walking a lot of guys. But you know. After all, I think because the bullpen has been the reason that we've lost so many games, we're going to scrutinize the bullpen. But it, it's not been bad. Even though sometimes it seems like it's been that bad, it hasn't. So okay, we're kind of lucky there. Yeah, this is the thing with Chatwood. He started off the season elite. Then he had a stretch where he was the worst reliever I've ever seen, <laughs> like walking everyone. And then in his last four or five outings, he sort you of, don't want, yeah. of... You don't not- want to turn into Shun Yamaguchi. You don't yeah, want to be not walking everybody. <laughs> just walk, 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 walk. That was such a failed signing. Yeah, but here's the thing. Which that, that was one of our worst. Yeah, but it was nothing. Shiyama Gucci made nothing, like three mil. And it's like, why not, honestly, with him? It just didn't work out. But Chatwood's stuff has never faltered. Like, he he still is. He's always had good stuff. The season and stuff has never changed. It's just he was painting corners with like these with his cutter all year to start the year. Or not oh my all god, Shun Yamaguchi is getting rocked in Triple A. He he they released him. They released him. Yeah, he's in. I think he went back to Japan. No, because yeah. no stats are showing for him in Japan right now. When did they he release might... him? And when did I miss this key piece of info? A couple weeks ago. The Giants oh released God. him. Yeah, he was getting shelled. Why he? What made him so bad? Like he, we we were literally relying completely on his splitter. That was such a mistake. But but it didn't end up really mattering. But yeah, imagine if we had Yamaguchi back in this bullpen. Some things to be grateful for. So be grateful that we don't have him just completely staking up the pen. And you know, Buddy Boshears. Oh my god. Um, wait, Buddy Boshears was actually good. Yeah, Buddy wasn't awful. He wasn't him and Wilmer oh, Font. Him and Wilmer Font. <laughs> oh my god, Wilmer Font was we, you, Tyler, you know the, the joke of this podcast is Wilmer Font. The Wilmer Font birthday cake and oh everything. Oh my god. <laughs> Boshears and Brock Stewart. Remember that era of Blue Jays baseball? Former the Dodgers great Brock Stewart. Let's forget about yeah, the waiver claim. Both of them were former Dodgers. Brock Stewart, oh my god, Brock Stewart was a new meaning of shelled. The Astros combined no-hitter just got broken up. (laughs) Oh yeah. Against the Orioles. The Orioles will not be no-hit today. Edwin Jackson. Oh, don't. Don't even bring that name up. (laughs) Imagine if we put 2009 Jackson in the bullpen for us. How many more games we'd lose? Probably every game. Well, yeah. I think Jerry Beasley is that. We just need to. We, we just need Tommy Malone back. Like somebody, somebody in the front office like splitters too much. Like, please, no more first pitch splitter guys because there's no shot that they're going to be good. What pissing me off is that we DFA Tice before we DFA Beasley. And well, I don't know. I have no idea. Let me look how Tice is doing in AAA. I mean, Beasley's stuff is better than Tice's, but their results are both. Beasley has no results to show, and Tice was really good. Or really good results. Tice has hit quite decent velocity in the past. He's he's not been terrible, you know? Yeah, he was good in the minors. Beasley was touching 96 on the regular. I would say some of these guys could be good options to pitch to Vlad in the home run derby and serve him up meatballs. But Vlad announced today that he has declined to participate in this year's home run derby. Give me yeah. Hernandez in the derby then. I I feel like Hernandez. If if you like in terms of raw power, there, no one on the team has more raw power than Hernandez, other than Guerrero or and maybe Jared I think you're forgetting oh, about Jared Hoeing. Please put Jared Hoeing. <laughs> Ted Williams. I, I, I like. I, I I could not care less. Please put him in the home run derby. Well, I mean, the final so round. Of, nice. I, I mean, Jared Hoeing so nice. and Shohei Otani, the the game's <laughs> two brightest stars. If 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 you're gonna have a competition to see who can get the most jacks, I mean, you got to put Reese McGuire in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. That's a good joke. 
Nice. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Right, Thank you. Got a flawed excellence when you see Blue it. Jay's memes congratulates you. The, the ultimate veteran even is laughing at that one. I don't know how to. I don't know how to aid that. Just can I, can I also can I can I just like on a serious note ask how the fuck is Danny Jansen seventh among AL AL catchers for All Star voting right now? Because Jay fans will see a Blue Jays hat and say this guy's good. That's the same thing. Like he's actually not that far. He's not that far behind Gary Sanchez for sixth overall in voting. I think only about 5,000 votes separates Danny Jansen from fucking Gary Sanchez. We, we need to start a campaign to get re, uh, to get Jano in above Gary Sanchez. We need to get that going. But Jansen. Yeah, for the culture. Jansen or Reese. Or Reese. To be in the All-Star game. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Number, Rich actually should be a reserve, in my opinion. Like, for real. I'm oh, serious. my God. Are you oh, great? No. no, please. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no. and yes. Look, no, everyone will see how no. he had a horrendous series Stop. in Boston today, everything no. there. But Stop. if you exclude that Boston not series, I'm not letting you get away with, with this train of thought. I'm not well. doing it. He is a 106 OPS plus. Listen, so listen, little above average. He has okay. been weighted down he by has, that 100 series. I don't care if he's been weighted down or not. He's still. So, I accidentally muted the conversation during this part, so this seems like a perfect place to stop for a minute while I talk about the Amalga Awards. You've heard me talk about this on past episodes, but the Amalga Awards are awards for independent podcasters by independent podcasters. The Amalga Awards have five categories which you can submit your podcast for. Best long-form podcast, any podcast that's an hour or longer. Best short-form podcast, any podcast under an hour. Best interview, best hosts, and best visual media, which is YouTube and Twitch channels. You can submit your podcast for consideration by going to sites.google.com slash view slash Amalga Awards. That's A-M-A-L-G-A-A-W-A-R-D-S. Or you can check them out on Instagram and Twitter at Amalga Awards. For those interested, you have until July 4th to submit your podcast for the awards. We'll now return to this week's Aces on Bases. We do have a discussion about George Springer coming up in a bit. We speculate on when he may return to the Blue Jays, which is now an obsolete conversation. As in between the recording of this podcast the editing of this podcast, and the release of this podcast, George Springer has once again returned to the Blue Jays and been inserted back into the lineup. But you can hear the conversation that we had speculating about it, as well as a few other things coming up. Anyways, enjoy the rest of this episode of Aces on Bases. He is a 296 on base. 296. That is that is 30 points different than his batting average. His 465 slugging clip is his worst of at all time other than 2019. He, guys, he has 11 walks on the season. 70 games in. Can we please can we please not get this guy into the All-Star game? This is so so Noah Noah you and I are gonna you and I are gonna start the campaign to get Grichuk and Jansen into the All Star game, <laughs> and we're gonna just oh, go at it no. hard on Twitter. <laughs> I will never yeah. vote for Randall Grichuk. You're not included in the Stepmers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm happy, <laughs> but we are just gonna tag you to piss you off. <laughs> I'm sick and tired. Uh, of the Randall, Randall Kirchick. People, his defensive value this year. He's been he's taken huge steps defensively. Defensive value. I does not defense mechanism for his 0.9 war. Can can I just say that I, I personally cannot one win. I, I personally cannot wait until we get PWG Frank on this show so he can go back and forth with, with Detmers about Randall Grichuk. <laughs> He's bad, guys. Please. We can make an entire episode of just Pete, <laughs> Frank, and Demers in this room. Just because he lays out for a catch 
and get to a single a game like just because he goes one for five and lays out for a nice catch does not mean he's good. Listen, nice. Boston. Listen, Boston. He was like, oh, for whatever. Holy That's shit! Sir, sir, sorry to interrupt for just a sec, but getting back to Danny Jansen, it's actually closer than I thought. Like only three thousand votes separate Danny Jansen from Gary Sanchez for sixth place. <laughs> like okay, that. We got to get, that, we, we gotta get <laughs> that going. We got to get Jansen at least a fourth. Yeah, if we can get it. Jansen a fourth, I'll be so happy. If we can, I, I want on the team. Like I, like everyone, five and defensive value. That's defensive value. I'm not even joking. Grichik has very little, but Danny Jansen actually has some. So I, okay, Gary Sanchez should be in the All Star game. So should Yasmani Grandal. But Danny Jansen with his 46 OPS plus, I'm liking that. Right, right now the top yeah, three vote. My type of thing. Right now the top three vote getters for catchers in the AL All Star voting are Salvador Perez for the Royals, Grandal for the White Sox, and Martin Maldonado for the Astros. Oh my god! Give me a break, Maldonado. Oh, we need to get Jano above Maldonado. Oh, yeah, does kind of deserve it, but you know Maldonado. Just Astros fans are going nuts this year. Well, I mean, Astros fans go nuts yeah. every year. You know, but still, he, he's basically hitting the same as Danny Jansen. He's like one off an OPS plus. He's got like a 49 OPS plus. Same hitter as Danny Jansen. He has a 0. 0.0 war. Think about that. He, he he's not negative. Have, no, that's, that's it's worse. Danny Jansen's is negative 0. 0.3, which means that if you take him away from the team, it would be better. If you take away... <laughs> Martin Maldonado from the Astros. Nothing happens. Well, here's the like, thing. Nothing changes. That's the thing. Jan- you could have a hole at catcher, and it would stop. It would block. It would throw out guys at second. Just this entity that doesn't exist. Here's the thing. Jansen, well, since Jansen's been injured, the Jays, other than they, they won the Orioles series, they seem to be back on track. But at first, when Jansen... We hope. Was that we, we- we hope they're back on track. The The start of that Orioles series did not go well. They were outscoring us 14 to fucking 3 for the first 17 innings of that series. But that was bad when you can't hit Tyler Wells. That's, that's when you know it's bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were one strike away from losing that series. We were. And yeah. re- really, that should have, that Bichette ball that fell in for a hit, like, that really should have been caught. Like, to me, I've watched yeah, that replay. That re- I, I watched that replay a couple of times, and to me, it looked like the ball bounced off of the right fielder's glove. Yeah, that was completely off of Santander. That ninth inning, I think, is a spark. That's like the Kevin Pillar bomb of Scherzer in 2015 type of spark. I, I, think, I think that bench's clearing oh, brawl was the spark for that one. Okay. I, I think the bench's clearing brawl was the spark in that game. Oh, yeah, I think it was too, but that could get the Jays on track. We're, we're undefeated since that occurred, and we're also undefeated since we've acquired Jacob Barnes, right? We're so, also undefeated since you just said that. Yeah, but look but look at this. Like, If we see the, that ninth inning, the, the guy, the best hitters in our lineup coming up, Bichette, the, us loading the bases, Bichette got coming through, then Vladdy coming through, and then Gritchick. Of course, doing his usual batting runners himself um, puts a finishing touch on that win. Just yeah, to, doing, uh, doing his usual, really. Yeah, doing his usual. Doing batting. his usual, getting on base. I like driving really... runners. Then okay, he doesn't. He's a he's a runner driver. Runner, okay, so, okay, he's, so he, he's a runner driver. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just we're just finding purposes for Randall Gritchick to do this. He would have caught that Santander ball, I can tell you that. Yeah, he may have been able to do that, but he, he's an RBI getter, the most useless stat. In Runner, history. driver, inner. If you're batting and run, if you're batting and runs, your good RBI is actually the most important stat because if you God, can't bat runners, stop. you're no, not. Please, we got to talk about this later. Detmers, can you let you Noah finish his sentence okay, for okay. once? RBI is not totally I said, Detmers, can you let Noah finish the sentence for once before you interrupt him? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you go, Noah. Gritchick's not an all-star, but, like, you're, oh, everyone, he's underrated. 
Like his impact is underrated, in my opinion. That's my real opinion. I disagree. I think his impact is overrated because they try to make him the face of everything. I bet on his contract, there's something that says, I want to be the face of the team. <laughs> so he's got to be on all the adver- uh, all the commercials, all the advertisements. How many commercials? He's only been in one commercial and like, or sorry, two commercials. And one of them was the La- bigger than Lake Ontario commercial that everybody's in. <laughs> bigger than Lake Ontario. <laughs> bigger than the big nickel. Hey guys, hey guys, bigger hey guys. How How big was the load that Reese McGuire dropped in the Dollar Tree parking lot? <laughs> On that note, Detmers, I know you said you have to step out soon. How much time you got left? Not even sure. All right. Well, well I just keep on going. Let, 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 me ask you, let me ask you guys this. We've got six games coming up, two against the Marlins and four against Baltimore for, for this week's series. How do you guys see us doing this week? In those six games, how many, how many wins do you think the Jays are going to manage to pull out? Can we please just sweep Baltimore, please? I just need a Baltimore sweep, and I'll I'll be fine with Springer coming back. That that's yeah. another thing. Actually, let me add on to that question. Not only not only how many games do you guys think we're gonna take this week between Miami and Baltimore. When do you think George Springer is coming back? Because I I was debating this earlier. I'd like to see him back tomorrow, but with the Miami series only being two games, I could see them potentially holding him off until we start the Baltimore series on Thursday. So in addition in, in addition to how many wins you guys think we're going to get over the next six games, when do you guys think Springer is coming back? Who should go first? Because yeah, I, I I'll, uh, we'll let Tyler go first because he did yeah. just he he just did mention Springer, so we'll we'll let Tyler go first on this one. All right, yeah, I think I think Springer will probably be back tomorrow. Just I mean, he's been on rehab for a week. He hasn't had any problems. I think he played all nine innings on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. so yeah, I think we could be seeing Springer tomorrow. Yeah, so I think we'll see him hopefully tomorrow. I know Miami doesn't, obviously, in the National League, we won't have a DH. But I think, I mean, he's played so many games in the outfield on this rehab assignment. So I think we'll probably see him tomorrow. And Detmers, what about you? I I think that Springer will be be back when the Eglinton Crosstown is finished. (laughs) And, uh, when they finish that, then Springer will be back in the lineup. I disagree with this. No, I think I think he'll return by the time we play Baltimore. I, I feel like they'll be eager to give him a little bit more rest so they don't re-aggravate the injury. I can't wait for Atkins lineup. And and you know it, it's like adding an all-star because it is adding an all-star perennial all-star lineup. And and yeah, he's a superstar. And with two games against Miami and four games against Baltimore this year or this week, how do you think the Jays are going to do? I think the Jays sweep Miami and lose the series to Baltimore. I think I think that's very that's very Toronto Blue Jays. No, I think that's, that's that's exactly how you draw it up if you're if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, you win the first two games, you lose the next two, and then you win the last one. Well, it's a four. It's a four-game series. It's a four-game series, though, against Baltimore. So, are are they going to go? Are they going to get swept against Baltimore? Are they going to go no, two and two? No, or are they going to go then one I and thought, three? Then I thought about it. I thought about it wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I still think that we. I, I still. I think we split the series in Baltimore. Though, to, to, but I to, think that we take both games from Miami. To, to to be fair, you think about most things incorrectly, Detmers. <laughs> Yeah, like I, but I know I don't think about Richard incorrectly because I know I'm 100 percent correct. Let's let's 
and 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 with that we'll with that we'll move on to noah noah when do you think sprinter is going to be back and how do you think the jays are going to do this week i'm optimistic so i'll say we're going to go six now we do have an easy schedule now so you have to take advantage about springer for those that didn't see jacob barnes is expected to be back at some point or expected to be here tuesday as well or not to like, like Montoya said by Miami series, so hopefully tomorrow. But after the last game we played, we immediately optioned Beasley. So that's one one roster spawn the active. So one of Barnes or Springer's coming. I'd assume that Beasley Barnes will be up for Beasley. I think Springer I don't know if they'll bring him up right away because of Miami, you know, they have the pitchers hitting and they might want to play him at the H the first one, two games or something. Or put him in or like you know something like that i think i do think he'll come against miami though i think they needed more time they need more time to think about who they're going to option i think it'll be telez but yeah i think he'll be back tomorrow and i think him and barnes will be big reinforcements to the team yeah i i definitely th- i sorry i was i was away from my mic let me actually speak into the mic I, I, I do think that Tellez is going to be the one that gets optioned down once once Springer returns. But I, I'm going to I'm going to stick with what I said at, at the at the beginning with with the Miami series only being two games and then turning around and coming back to Buffalo to play Baltimore. I think they're going to hold off on on Springer until until Baltimore as I just I personally don't think it's it's going to make sense to fly him down there for 2 days just to fly him back to Buffalo when he's already in New York state. The Bisons just wrapped up a series against Rochester. They're starting a, a series against Syracuse tomorrow. So I think it makes more sense to keep Springer in New York for, for two extra games. And then he can join the team when they travel back to Buffalo on Thursday to, to play the Orioles. So I definitely think he'll be in, in, in the lineup Thursday rather than tomorrow or Wednesday against uh, against Miami. Although it would be nice to see him back against the Miami series, we definitely need the injection of his bat in into the into the lineup. But I just I, I see them from a logical standpoint holding off till till Thursday. As for the series, ah uh, man, I my gut is as much as I want to sweep Miami, my gut is telling me that it's gonna be a split series. And that we're probably going to take three out of four from Baltimore. I don't think we're going to sweep Baltimore, although it would be nice. So I'm going to say the Jays are going to go four and two this week. Having right. ha- having said that, Detmers is gone. Lewis is gone. It is getting late in the evening. So I'm going to start wrapping it up. Before I do, Lewis, or sorry, Tyler or Noah, do you guys have any, any final thoughts or anything else that you'd like to touch on this week before we wrap up? Yeah, I'd just like to say thanks for listening. I know our, our made pa- platform, Podbean, I think we're at 400 downloads, and that's only on Podbean. We were on a bunch of other platforms, and I don't know where well, we're Well, sorry to interrupt you for a sec, but the thing about Podbean, which I love, which is why I use Podbean as the platform host, is all of the platforms, all of the other platforms that we are available on are linked to through Podbean. So all the all the listens and stuff that we get on other platforms counts towards our total listens on Podbean. As far as I know, that's how I believe that's how that works because they are all interconnected through our through our Podbean account. But yeah, we're currently at 392 listeners, so we're just under that 400, but still tremendous number. I didn't think we'd be there yeah. in like seven episodes, so definitely thank you for everyone, and sorry sorry for interrupting, Noah. No, well, yeah, so thanks. That's a ton. That's more than expected, honestly. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I know our pod, Blue Jays Memes, I don't know if it's on his Twitter, but I know on our podcast Twitter, which is Aces on Basis, we do have some merchandise for sale. So if any of you guys want to check it out, it's on at at what's what's our podcast? I don't know why I'm linking at, <laughs> at, at aces on bases, I and I I will yeah. I will give the I will give the link to the merch in just a sec. But before I do, 
Tyler, do you have any any final thoughts or any final words this week? Yeah, I mean, just thank you to all of you guys for listening to a week for all of us Blue Jays fans. Yep, and again, four four hundred listens over the course of seven episodes is, has definitely exceeded my expectations for the show. And I know we haven't been posting regularly too too frequent, or we haven't been posting on a regular basis lately. So I do apologize for that. And things are probably going to be shaky the next couple of weeks as well as Ontario reopens into stage two and three because I'm prob I'm going to be going back to work in stage two. I just don't know exactly when uh, when my work is reopening as of yet. So once I'm back to work, my schedule is going to change a little bit i'm sure everybody else's schedules are, are going to change so episodes might be infrequent over the next couple of weeks so please bear with us as we try to get our normal lives back on track but we are we are still going to post episodes when we can i do want to try to post them on like regular days like i want to make mondays going forward our uploading days obviously this one isn't going to be uploaded on a monday because we're recording on a monday so i'm hoping to have this uploaded by wednesday this week but thank you to everybody that's stuck by stuck with us even though we haven't been posting frequently as noah mentioned our Twitter is at Aces on Bases. You can find the show on most major podcasts and platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, and of course, Podbean, acesonbases.podbean.com. And as well, like Noah mentioned, we do have merchandise now. You can find that at shop.spreadshirt.ca slash Aces on Bases. We've got shirts. We've got mugs. We've got baseball hats. We might be doing hoodies in the future because Canada's winter is going to be right around the corner. Um, It's almost the end of June already, so we're going to be heading into the winter season. Because Spreadshirt is U.S.-based, the orders usually take two to six weeks to ship to Canada, depending on customs and where you are in Canada. So that's why I'm going to be uploading the the hoodies and sweatshirts probably by the end of July. That way, if people order in July, they should have it for September. But again, shop.spreadshirt.ca slash aces on bases. And uh, again, thank you to everybody that's listened. And as always, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Guys, what do you want to what, what do you want to start with this week? I think we were going to do some Danny Jansen talk. As you, your your mic is cutting out more than Walker Bueller's cutter against the Rangers. <laughs> well, this is why I hate it's, Discord. It's, <laughs> but no, we got to use fucking Discord. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want, we can just jump over to Zoom. No, 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 no. We're on Discord and we're fucking recording now. <laughs> All right, let's go along with this already off the rails. We're, we're, yeah, we're already on a shit show. <laughs> no, guys, there were never any rails. The rails never existed. <laughs> so, guys, let's start off by... Detmer stole all the rails when he took all the street signs. Nope. nope. What? I said you stole all the rails from the track when you took all the street signs. I buy them legally. Yeah, <laughs> sure, like we believe that. But yeah, uh, sure, I'll give yeah. you the site. <laughs> <laughs>